Good afternoon. Good morning, excuse me. Welcome to WECS Radio 90.1 with Brian Dostler and Damon Gray. Damon, that's a bad start to the show. Can, can we have a restart? All right, let's restart it. All right, let's do it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WECS Radio 90.1. It's your favorite show of the week with Brian Dostler and Damon Gray. We talk sports all the time. Actually, a little not sports today, but we'll get more into that later. Damon? Once again, haven't seen you in forever, but how's it going? I'm doing great. Busy. Yeah. Very busy. Had a rookie camp yesterday. Rookie camp in your third week. I know. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes going sense. on tours, learning how to get around places when I kind of knew how to do that for a couple weeks already, but it's okay. Yeah, you got a nice little break. Yeah, nice little you got break. A little tour of campus. For it. <laughs> Even better. For those of you that are new to the show on, on Nico's uh, podcast on, on the Nico Empire, Damon Gray is it? intern at ESPN, so he's been there for six days out of, the, out of the seven days out of the week, but you get tomorrow off. I know, right? So what are you going to do with yourself? Um, well, we're working on the graphics, yes. remember? No, I know. It was just... Big graphics day. I even have uh, some concepts lined up in the editing rooms over there. Well, we're excited to uh, hear, but there's class tomorrow from, like, I don't know, there's, there's class. Yeah, I'll boot them out. Yeah. Um, you have class all day today. You have three classes today, right? Two. Two. I thought you had... It was going to be three if my internship forms didn't get submitted. That would have been problematic. That would have been fun. I would so, have had a class from nine to seven. Ouch. Yeah. So you have class... What What are your two two classes today? Uh, my two classes. I have Photoshop, ironically, and up uh, at 12.30. And then Com Theory at four. It's not terrible. I thought you had three classes. Like I thought it was lined up just like bang, well, bang, bang. Well, I have an online one. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. All right, so in today's show, it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and more Super Bowl. The big game is just five days away, Carolina versus the Broncos. Uh, I'll give you my number one X factor for the Super Bowl, college basketball. It's been a great year, way better than last year. I'll tell you why. Calvin Johnson retires, what that means for the NFL, and, of course, Embrace or Hate It with Damon Gray. And as well with the Iowa caucuses last night, we will, Damon and I will debate, discuss, if we were a president for a day, what would we do? Feel free to call in. Join the conversation. 860-456-2164. Once again, 860-456-2164. But, Damon, let's start with Eastern sports and men's and women's basketball. They both went to on college. And you look at the women's record, they're five and twelve, three and six. You look at the men's record, they're four and fifteen, three and six. Yeah. Eastern fell to both those teams. Yeah. Upset. Upset City at the Murray Center for both games. Not the way either team wanted to come out. And you look at the women's game in a fifty seven fifty one final. You know, right on college they had five or excuse me, three players foul out of this game. Excuse me, two. No, it was three. Three. I was right the first time. Three three players fouled out. They're all starters. And Devin Hill, their leading scorer, was one of those players that fouled out. Finished with eight points. You would think that that should be a win. However, Eastern just shot 20%, 11% from three. Uh, Jordan Nappy, one for, thir- one for 13 from the field. One of eight from, uh, from three. But Damon, now for the women's side... They are tied with Western Connecticut for first place in the least conference tournament. Yeah. Or standings, excuse me. 
Yeah, the in-state rivalry we talked about a little bit last week, and now we're getting to see it in full effect. Uh, Has Western come here yet? Western has come here. So the next time when they go out to Danbury, that will be the deciding factor. It very well could be. Uh, Keene State and Southern Maine, they're still in the thick of things. They're 6-3, and three, so they're just a game out of it. Uh, Eastern and, and Southern Maine, they split their season series. And Keene State, they're going to go to Keene. So, but really, for both men's and women's teams, they got, they got big games on the road to end the season. At Western, yeah. at Keene. Huge you know, games. Huge, huge games. But as you said, on the road. Always difficult. Yes. Especially, I mean, I've talked to a few of the players uh, when going out to Danbury. It's a field house there. Oh, yeah. You get a little bit of a depth issue because of the ways that the the hoops are. You don't have a wall straight behind it. So that can be an issue. I mean, we talked a little about how the three-point shooting for Eastern Connecticut was an issue. It could be even more of an issue going out to Danbury. And both these teams this year have struggled on the road as the women's team are 3-3. and the men, they're three and four, and and uh, tonight the women they'll be playing on the road once again as they will be playing. Let me scroll down. Connecticut College. Connecticut College. Thank you. We playing at Connecticut College, so a little bit. It's different, a non-conference game, uh, right in the thick of the Little East Conference season. But they will be playing at Con College today. They'll be back home. Both teams will be back home on Saturday versus Plymouth State. Women's game at one o'clock. Men's game at three o'clock. As I was saying with the men's game, Chris Green for Rhode Island College scored 28 points. He was the only player in double figures for Rhode Island College, but for the men's men's team, they only shot 31% from the field, uh, turned the ball over 11 times, just 5 for 20 from 3 and 13 for 22 from the free throw line. 59% from the free throw line, not good. I mean, you yeah. just make a couple in a, in a two-point That's game. An issue for them. Oh, yeah. All season. Yeah. All season. Mm-hmm. Um. Just looking at the box score, I mean, Hugh Lindo, 12 points, 16 rebounds, but it came on 2 of 18 shooting. Tarchi Brown did not have his best game, 4 for 13. Treshawn Preston as well, 4 for 13 from the field. Um, defense is not their problem. It's, I mean, they, they held right on college to 58 points, but there's times where this offense is very stagnant and has trouble scoring the basketball. Yeah, no, I mean, for the women's team, Jill had a double-double, 20 points, 11 rebounds. That's what uh, you expect Julie, out of her. Yeah. Julia had 11 rebounds, but only four points. Jordan Appy, seven points. And this is a team that you look at defensively, and they're solid. They only gave up 57 points. It's not the most they've given up this year. It's not certainly the least. But in terms of just production, they just need more scoring. They need more than Jill to kind of do everything sometimes. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's so upsetting coming off of a game, a huge game against Keene. Both home. teams. Both teams. Both teams. The women Such win by three. The men win by two. And then they both throw up stinkers against teams that have three wins and four wins. Yeah. You know, but hey, that's you got to play them, right? down to the very last play. Yeah. It was such an entertaining game to watch. Talking about the Keene game? Yeah. Yeah, both. Lindo with a huge block. That was pretty yeah. cool. Carter went nuts. Carter with the and one. Yeah. Big-time stuff. Um, so, as I mentioned, the women, they'll be playing at Connecticut College tonight, and the men will be playing, and, and the women, they'll be playing host to Plymouth State on Saturday. And luckily, last note for Eastern, luckily from the men, Southern Maine beat Western Connecticut at home on Saturday. So now 
Southern Maine and Western Connecticut are tied for second, so Eastern still has that uh, that one spot in the Lilies Conference standings. But Damon, we desperately want to host this conference tournament. So yeah. we've had it for two straight years. Yeah. There was a bump in between, so we've had a three out of four years. Yes, I love to have a three years in a row. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I want all four, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. I understand that, but we've been—I mean, you talked we've about been very on the broadcast. Lucky. We've been very, very lucky. lucky. Yes, we always have at some point. Our, our men's women's soccer Yeah, because me and Cooper were talking about yeah. it because uh, when uh, Brian Clemson was on during the game. Yeah, well, men and women's soccer teams were very fortunate. Field hockey this year, we yeah. had semifinals we had, here. Yeah, two playoff games for field hockey. Uh. That never happens. Softball. Volleyball, we usually at least get one. Yep, yep. If not two, and then and, and baseball. Yeah, and lacrosse, semifinals, men's lacrosse. Just think about how many extra games there is. If, if you put, compile all those together, I mean, there's nine Eastern games as well. That could be That's that's like two more regular season home games of, of games just for us. Yeah. It's, it's like 15, 20 more games. It it's is. awesome. Of just playoff games, and that's yeah. what we love about it. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on to the Super Bowl. Feel free to call in 860-456-2164. Once again, 860-456-2164. It's a battle between the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. The Broncos are just 2-5 and five and 7 Super Bowl appearances. Meanwhile, the Panthers, they're just in their second one, and their second Super Bowl appearance, their own one. They fell to your New England Patriots, Damon, in 2003. You know, and say it up front, I mean, because that's, that's how it's going to go. I, I really want, I, I believe the Panthers will win this game, and I honestly think it will be by 10 points at least. That's where I would put the margin, 10. You, we saw what they did a few weeks ago against the Arizona Cardinals, and boy, oh boy. Yes, I mean, it, they, they had their home crowd, and, and, and it certainly helped them, but boy, were they were they were just after the ball. They they Whoever had the ball. I mean, Carson Palmer was throwing the, to the wrong guy. I mean, they were just getting after it all the time. It's one of those things where, you know, you you wake in a beast, and and Luke Keekley gets a gets a pick six, and then another interception. Another, it just it just keeps sp- uh, spinballing into more and more turnovers. But I really want Peyton to win this last one. According to a Bleacher Report yesterday, he told close friends that Sunday is going to be his last game. Can you really blame him? No, I mean, you could argue he would come back if the Broncos lose this game. Certainly, if they if they win, he's I believe he's done. But even I mean, it's I believe it. If if the Broncos win, he's no chance of coming back. If the Broncos lose, he's got like a five percent chance. I, I really I really don't see. And according to the report, told close friends he's he's gone after this year. He's going to retire. You know, in the last in the, in the last four or five years in the NFL, he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been Peyton Manning. He's gotten by. You know, at times with the neck surgery, and and he had the the, the good season with the Broncos. We broke all those records, but in the last, I, I say not four or five years, the last couple of years really, he's been battling injuries. And we saw earlier this year where he simply could not throw the football. Now, I said plus ten, right? I I think the Panthers are going to buy ten points in this game. You can't underestimate, and I said all year that this Broncos has the best defense in the National Football League, and we saw what they did against the Patriots last week. Brady got sacked four times in that game. Threw a couple picks. Was not Tom Brady. And 
And that's why Peyton doesn't have to have his best game of his career. So many people are saying against New England, he needs to have the best game of his career. He doesn't need to have that. He needs to be Peyton Manning, which means he can't turn the ball over. He cannot turn the ball over. If Brady, or excuse me, if if Manning throws two picks in this game, Carolina is going to win this game by plus ten, I believe. I don't. I don't think that there's no there's no chance. There's no shot for the Broncos to win this game if Peyton throws two picks. I mean, hey, the same can be said with Cam Newton. If he throws two picks, then then the Broncos would would most likely win this game. But Peyton doesn't need to have that record-setting game. His numbers against the Patriots were not all that spectacular. But what he didn't do was turn the ball over. Two touchdown passes to Owen Daniels. Didn't he didn't 17 for 32, 176 passing yards. That's that game is it's not Hall of Fame worthy, but what he did was simply, you know, he handed the ball off more than he's used to. He he would give it to guys like Ronnie Hillman. He'd give it to guys like C.J. Anderson. I mean, paying 11 rushing yards himself. But for people watching this game on Sunday, don't think Peyton Manning has to have an MVP-type game you know, to win for the Broncos to win the Super Bowl because that defense is very, very, very good. Cam Newton on the other side for the Panthers. Having an MVP-type season, 3,837 yard, passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And what's most remarkable about, about this is he's not throwing it to guys like Rob Gronkowski. He's not throwing it to guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. His best wide receiver, he's got Greg Olson, arguably. you know, He's a, he's a top three, top two, maybe best tight end in football this year. But his top wide receiver is Ted Ginn Jr., and Ted Ginn Jr. has 44 drops this year with 96 catches. Do the math, boop, boop, boop. 10% of the time that Cam Newton throws to him, he's dropping a pass. 10%. And he's the number one receiver. And Newton has still been able to have this MVP-type season. When people talk about Cam Newton being a beast, I think we're underestimating that a little bit. The guy, he's huge. He's massive. He's listed at 6'5 and 245 pounds. You know other wide receivers and tight ends that are 6'5? Calvin Johnson, Plexco Burris, Heath Miller, Mike Evans, Zach Ertz, Malcolm Floyd. Guys that are 6'4? Randy Moss, Brandon Marshall, A.J. Green, Martavius Bryant, Antonio Gates. We talk about those are the guys that you can set up wide and just go and have them go get it. You know they're they're a physical beast. They're 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 massive. Cam Newton, he's all that. He's Superman. Again, guys that are six five: Calvin Johnson, Plexco Burris, Heath Miller, Mike Evans, Zach Ertz, Malcolm Floyd, all the same height as Cam Newton, but this guy is throwing the football and running it, and he's having an MVP type season. It's gonna be a fun Super Bowl to watch. I do. I, I I hope it's closer than the ten points. Again, I hope the Broncos win, but I believe the Panthers will win this game by more than by at least ten points. Be hard to uh, have a second act of last year's Super Bowl, and it, and I really hope it's better than than two years ago when it, when it was Peyton and the Broncos versus the Seahawks, forty three to eight. You know, hopefully Peyton can catch the first snap. That'd be a good start. 
Moving on to Calvin Johnson. We'll be talking more Super Bowl later on with Damon Gray. The show we're going to take. We're going to talk about Calvin. Take a commercial break. Damon Gray will rejoin from Brace or Hate It, and the show will continue on. But yesterday we heard news that 2016 will be the tenth and final season for Calvin Johnson in the National Football League. Six-time Pro Bowler. 2012, he set the NFL. Single-season record with 1,964 receiving yards. To me, in my opinion, he's a Hall of Famer. He's got to go in. I understand he doesn't have a, a Super Bowl ring. He only has one playoff win. But person that's eerily similar to Mr. Johnson, Megatron, Barry Sanders, also played in Detroit. And product of the system, neither of them, have won a Super Bowl. In fact, they only have one Super Bowl win combined, or excuse me, one playoff win combined. It was Calvin. So, Barry Sanders is in. Calvin Johnson's in. And, and I know, again, he doesn't have the Super Bowl ring, but when you look at, when he was at his best, when Johnson was in his prime, and yes, he still has probably four or five years left in him, maybe more, but he still has quality years ahead of him. But you look at his prime, and I'm talking like 2012, 2011, 2010, 2009. He was the best wide receiver in football. Best wide receiver in football. Again, like I was saying earlier, 6'5", a deep threat down the field, can spread the fields. You need a guy to go get it in the end zone, you throw it to Calvin Johnson. You know, it's... It's not his fault that he's breaking all these records, but his team can't put the victories. He can only do so much. He can only affect the game so much. He can't play defense. He can't he can't make catches on the defensive side. So it's it's unfortunate that Calvin probably won't get that ring unless, you know, the Lions take the NFL by storm next year and win the Super Bowl, but it looks like as if he's gonna retire without a Super Bowl. But that he's still he's still a, a Hall of Famer. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, Damon Gray will rejoin for Embrace It or Hate It. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to On the Hour at the Clock Tower on WECS Radio 90.1. Welcome back to WECS Radio 90.1 with Brian Dossler and Damon Gray. It's time for Embrace It or Hate It. If you have not heard about this segment before, Damon will simply give me, what do you got, five today? Six. Six. Wow. Got a lot for the audience. We got six. Going to give me six topics. Going to be all from different sports, and I'd say it, embrace it or hate it, meaning if I like it or do not like it. And for later on the show, we'll be talking about if you were president for a day, what would you do? But go ahead, Damon. All right, Brian. First, I'd like to give a shout-out to Gavin Neuendorf. Yep. He um, was selected for Be the Match, Bone Marrow Drive. An Eastern men's soccer player. Yeah, Eastern men's soccer player. Uh, one of the tri-captains last year um and he was selected and he did it he's doing all right so i'd like to give a shout out to him because that is absolutely fantastic yes it is first question mr brian dostler nfl media week not just a day anymore it is now the whole shebang we have a week yesterday was opening night you love it right no, wait, it's a whole week of this now? Pretty much. Well, look, who cares? Like, I I don't want to see it on TV. If I was there, if I was a reporter, right, 
if I'm working for whatever newspaper, if I'm working for the San Francisco Chronicle, and and I'm in San Francisco or whatever, if I if I'm in Levi Stadium, I will enjoy that moment. I will enjoy interacting with the players because this is the one time where you can't ask a stupid question because they're all stupid questions, right? And uh, Peyton Manning can't look at you and say, you know, next question or whatever. This is the one time where you can, you know, humanize these guys as much as possible. You ask them, I don't know, they've asked, you know, what movie, what was the last movie you watched? Uh, You know, did you watch the, the debate last night? All that kind of stuff. So if you're there, okay, I can see why you enjoy it, but I don't care if it's on TV. I, I don't. I mean, I think it's for the casual fan, like the ultimate casual, casual fan. But why would they put on ESPN? The like, I don't because it's for the sound bites. But are the sound bites really that good? Are they really that good? I mean, other than Marshawn Lynch from last year with <laughs> "I'm Not Here to Get Fine," could you give me a sound bite from any memorable? Who's the, Media the cornerback right now for the Panthers? Josh Norman? Yeah, he's been having a few good ones. I'm sure he is, but guess, I mean... I... He's had a few good ones already. Good for him. Talking about bowing to Peyton Manning after, if he ever had an interception against him. Said I mean, you, you just see, like, like Peyton's podium, he's swarmed with, like... yeah. 50 people. And every other question is, Peyton, are you going to retire? And he's not answering or it. Peyton, did you do HGH? It's... <laughs> It, well, it, it, it is. Like last it week, is different. It is different because, th- like, 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 Pete, like, uh, who is it? Uh, Ryan Clark from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's on Sports Center yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was saying it's nice we get a break from, you know, talk about the game. You know what happened here, what happened there. You, you get a break from that. From an athlete standpoint, I can see that. Okay, but still, from from my point of view, I'm not going to make a point out of my day. I'm not going to skip class to watch media day. <laughs> not going to do it. All right, Brian, to the rink. John Scott, the legend. All-star MVP. He's a legend now. That story has reached way too many countries. What are your thoughts of it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Uh, Good for him. Good for him. Um, The guy that was supposed to be demoted to... Shunned. Yeah, to, to the AHL. And... He gets voted in. He gets voted as team captain. And he's known as a fighter. He gets in, in a fight with Patty Kane. And he scores two goals. Yeah. He said he was going to ride his stick around like Tiger Williams, which is kind of like the witch putting the stick between the legs. Mm-hmm. But he was so excited he didn't do that. He forgot. Well, he, he was just, just his emotions. Yeah. Sometimes, so, sometimes that's better. Yeah. Just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So I, I thought it was great. He said his quote was, this was arguably one of the best weekends of his life so good for him uh question for you embrace or hate it the three on three love it absolutely love it i was hoping so that they kind of did they broke it up into mini games i was hoping it would just be one period straight of a three on three they kind of split it up into two halves of a period two 10 minute halves for a for a mini game um that part kind of eh but i get it they're, you're trying not to, like, kill the players or anything. They're going to be exhausted. It's three on three. Yeah, yeah. But the minigame aspect, that was the first time I watched a hockey all-star game where it looked like the players cared. Just a little bit. They hmm. looked like they cared. The final score wasn't 22 to 19. That's where it becomes a joke, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... I mean, you see it, obviously, in the Pro Bowl, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, it looked like they started to care a little bit. Like, the final game was actually a one nothing game. 
the, the championship mini game. It was actually a one nothing game. So that it was actually kind of fun. Next question, Brian. Johnny Manziel in the news again. Browns fans, they're finally sick of it. They, they finally reached oh, the now, level. Oh, now this is their now limit? Now they're sick this, of it. I, I, they finally, they've had a high tolerance of this guy. This last whole thing uh, that broke out last week, they finally got sick of it. They said they want a Johnny Manziel free February. No news about him. They don't care if something happens with them. They just don't want to hear How it. about a free year, free for the rest well, of life, let's, let's start Johnny Manziel? Let's start with increments. I suppose, but... If you are a national football team, if you are a Canadian football team, if you are an arena football team, if you are any kind of a football team, why would you want Johnny Manziel on your team? I would say marketing, but I'm pretty sure that's down the drain. You're not marketable if you're getting in trouble off the field. There goes your value. He's not. It, it's you. It, see, you can market a guy like Tim Tebow. He doesn't get trouble off the field. Yeah. You know, people people hate him because the media always talking about him, blah, blah, blah. You know, Tim Tebow, oh, you know, he made one good throw, and, it, you know, it was 80 <laughs> yards, and he really knew Whatever. But he's marketable because he doesn't do anything stupid off the field. Johnny Manziel's not marketable because he makes these very immature decisions. He's still a kid. It's he still really, is a kid. It's frustrating just to watch that whole thing unravel. Speaking of frustrating, NBA 2K, they must be pretty frustrated right now. Um... So you know how the players, they're down to the detail, down to the tattoo detail. Well, the company, Solid Oak Sketches, filed a suit on Monday against NBA 2K for including their tattoos in the game because they say their tattoos are copyrighted. 2K could be a lot of trouble, huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, if, I heard if they can prove this. that... Take Two Interactive, which is basically the creators of 2K Sports. Yep. They say they have the okay to do this. So this is a really interesting situation because I remember a few years ago, fans of the games complaining that they didn't have the appropriate tattoos. God, who cares? Which is such a ridiculous who thing. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares? But I remember specifically hearing people complain about that. So, yeah, the... Uh, LeBron James, butterfly tattoos, and even a portrait of a child, those are included. Yep. So do you think the tattoo company does have a copyright or because it's on that individual? Well, if, if they have a copyright, then they have a copyright. I'm, I'm assuming that they actually have a copyright on it. If they don't, then 2K can do whatever with it. But I'm taking this that tattoos company's word that they actually have a copyright. So it, mm-hmm. it's not just on 2K. It's, it's on, like, anything else, like – you know, no one else can. Like, no other simulation of LeBron James can have those tattoos because they have that copyright. All right, Brian. On to a lighter note. Groundhog Day. Did you know oh, that? Yeah. yeah, it is. It's Groundhog Day. And? So, Phil did not see his shadow. He did not. I used to go, fun fact, I used to go crazy for that stuff when I was younger. Is oh, it, my it's God. It's weird. It's, it's, it's like Santa. Yeah. But you actually see it. I had <laughs> I had a book. I had a, it was a book on tape. I, I like, Three yeah. different versions of it. I would go crazy. It, it was it was like a national holiday to me. It, it was huge. Yeah. I would wake up early just to see if he saw a shadow <laughs> or you not. Watched Groundhog Day. Oh ever? yeah, I, I watched it. All right. So that means in early spring, and this is only the 18th time Phil has predicted an early or forecast. How old is Phil, by the way? Oh, I don't even want to know. <laughs> but apparently, this whole thing's been going on for about 120 years, an old, and an the old. records show 
that he's predicted an early winner 102 times, and this is only the 18th time spring was forecasted early. So there were shadows in Philadelphia today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was, cl- it was a cloudy day. <laughs> it's not as sunny in Philadelphia. All right. On to a more serious note. Out of the NBA, they have a really good partnership, friendship with the country of China. Yesterday marked in China the first day of the Chinese New Year. And a part of this partnership with China, the NBA has agreed to celebrate the Chinese New Year in some respects. Okay. Yesterday also marked the first day of Black History Month. That's correct. So the Sacramento Kings in honor of the Chinese New Year, put out shirts. Okay. It's a black t-shirt with a purple monkey on it because this year is the year of the monkey. Mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins found offense to that because of the monkey. I could see. It's a stereotype. Yeah. Um, and I think the Kings, they just looked at it from a marketing perspective. You have to look at it on both sides. You have to... F- feel as though if, if I'm a, if I'm African-American, would I take offense to that? Now, we cannot say that because neither of us are African-Americans, so we don't know what could offend us. But if you are DeMarcus Cousins, if you are Rudy Gay, if you are Rajon Rondo, you're African-American, would this, would this you know, uh, affect you? Would, would you not like it? And I think the issue there was they, weren't put, they didn't put themselves in their shoes. Mm-hmm. They just took it from the money, from the market. But I, I, I could see why they would be upset. A lot of people are saying, oh, this is a little overdramatic. Others you could say it's overdramatic, but that's how they feel. That's that how they effect. feel. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, can't it's, it's not like you. unless DeM- I don't I don't think so. But unless DeMarcus Cousins really doesn't want the Kings to make money here, which were pays for. T-shirt. They were the free T-shirts given out as a part of the a promotion. So you know okay. how sometimes you go yeah. to a game and they have the T-shirts la- sitting on the chair? Yeah. That's what this was. Okay. So. After DeMarcus Cousins went up to, I believe, either the owner or the GM, said, I, I find offense to this, this is wrong, they pulled it immediately. Which they should have. Yeah. But lesson to all of us, you know, put, I don't know who was in, in those meetings with those T-shirts and whatnot, but and maybe if there were African-Americans in those meetings who say, oh, yeah, we, you know, we don't care, but you have to think, kind of think big picture. Would this offend anybody? Because it's at the point in society where if it offends somebody, then, then it's, it's a major deal. So... All right, that's going to do it for Embrace or Hate It. When we come back, what are we going to talk about? Oh, college basketball. Sounds good. Feel free to call in 860-456-2164. Once again, 860-456-2164. WCS. Welcome back to WECS Radio 90.1 with Brian Dossler and Damon Gray. And, Damon, before I go into college basketball, my brother texted me. The guy that did the, the voiceover for the voice for the book on tape for the Punks County Phil, Terry Bradshaw. Really? Didn't know that. I kind of want to listen to it again, just just to, you know, now that I know. Huh. But, God, I, I went crazy for that stuff. You know, St. Patrick's Day as well. I don't know if a lot of people do this, a lot of kids do this, but I set up traps for leprechauns. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I set up traps. <laughs> so I would get a cereal box. I would. Was it Lucky Charms? No, that oh, would been. Come on, I see was, that's where everything went wrong. I wasn't that smart. <laughs> it was Cheerios, rice, probably Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. I had I always had Rice Krispies when I was younger. So I would make a hole like right in in the bottom of it, like right in the middle, that, down below, and then I would tape a a empty um, paper towel roll and put it on there. So that was that. He was that was my trick. 
that he was going to go into. Now, obviously, if there was ever such thing as a leprechaun, he could easily go in and out, right? But here, this this is this is heartbreaking stuff. I'm going to tell you how I found about Santa as well. This all relates to one another. Yeah. So it's St. Patrick's Day, and I went big this year, right? I got I got yellow pieces of construction paper, like a yellow brick road. Keep in mind, I'm like. I think I'm 12, 11, 12. 12? I think so. Yeah. I'm Dang, telling you. I know. Dude. Weird. Weird weird obsession. But so my my plan was, oh, the leprechaun's going to slip. He's going to slip into and I got a phone call calling. So any any uh weird obsessions you had? Uh, the only one I had was Easter. I actually set up a trap for the Easter bunny and we actually my father set this entire thing up. With my old Polaroid camera, the Easter Bunny, quote-unquote, tripped over the wire, and we got a picture of it. It turned out to be my stuffed bunny. But that's how I actually thought for a while the Easter Bunny was real because of that. Well, we have a witness to this story that I'm telling, and it's my brother Sam. So why not? The one time he calls in, or I tell him not to call in, it's when I'm talking about leprechauns. So Sam, fire away. Make fun of me. Well, I did, it's more of the whole situation. I mean, I used to make the trap as well um, when I was younger. I think that's how it started. Um, but I just want to say, Damon was saying, why wasn't it Lucky Charms? Well, remember, we weren't allowed to have sugar cereals. That's why it wasn't Lucky Charms. Terry Bradshaw, the punk Sunny Phil, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to get your thoughts, though, on uh, I was listening to you guys talk about the... Uh, the new media day or whatever it's called, kickoff night or whatever it is at the Super Bowl, they charged fans, I think it was $27, to come in and sit in the crowd and just watch everything. I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about the fact that the NFL charged fans to come in this. I kind of think it's similar to at the Final Four, they have the open practices a couple days before the Final Four where fans, whether they have tickets to the game or not, they can just come into the stadium for free and just watch all four teams practice. And it's just kind of a nice treat for the fans that have been following these teams all year in college basketball, that they're just able to come in and just watch without having to worry about paying, get to see the stadium, see the setup. Why can't the NFL, which makes more money than any um, sports industry in this country, Maybe in the world, I'm, I don't know about that for, for sure, but why, why can't they just do something nice for their fans and let them uh, enjoy it? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Sam. Microphone. Uh, uh, yeah, one of the hardest transitions is turning the phone off here. Um, good question. $27 to hear people talk about things that Only you can hear on TV. $27? I Only expect 20. more from the NFL. God. I figured it would be $50. No, this is the same company, the same organization that does so much to just flip over their fans as much as they can. You want to buy the NFL package? Well, you can pay $800 for it. Do you want to watch old highlights in full game? You can pay money for that. The entire, like, this organization, all they do is just get more money. Do you know why? Did people end up going to that? Oh, I'm sure. More money? If nobody went to that, they probably would do it for free. But people paid for it, and because people paid for it, now they're going to do it again. Can this? Because Media Day was not really a huge thing, and like I don't think in the last like ten years, right? I mean, it's probably always been there. Damon, if, if I'm, I believe, right? It's it's all. I believe it's it's been there, but I feel like in the last 
really five, ten years, it's really picking up speed. Yeah. Right? It's it's filler. How big will this will Super Bowl one hundred be? This is Super Bowl fifty. How big of an event will Super Bowl one hundred be? We don't know. We don't know what football is gonna be like in fifty years. I have no idea. I mean we've seen we're seeing players have shorter careers. We're seeing Pee Wee programs drop like flies. We're seeing less and less and less young players play football. I don't know what it's going to be like in 50 years. I don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. That's a great question. Now, if it's the way it is, you know, if this yes, let's let's assume that it's still up and like that it's, it's still, still this the huge, yes, giant yes. hype train. Yeah, they're going to pump that thing up. They're going to make it this big giant probably will probably at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Is it going to like what well, but I mean we th- we say now what more could they do but they have done more. I mean commercials are a huge thing. I mean that's been that's been the thing for a while but, but you know at first now. but at first it was you know you wouldn't put your best commercial with the Super Bowl. Um media day and and it being just so huge a halftime show. I mean Coldplay what play this year? Are you pumped about that? I like Coldplay. I couldn't tell you who Coldplay is, to be honest. Sure you can. Viva La Vida? Play me the song, and I probably have heard it, but tell me the band and tell me the singer. But you're I really bad with music. I know. You are really, really bad. bad with music. Like, really, really bad. So you're the last person I would ask about yeah. music. Uh, I, I t- kept texting my brother about the, the fans, and um, the fa- he doesn't believe the fans. He's not completely sure, but he doesn't believe the fans can hear the questions <laughs> or the responses because there's, there's so many of them talking at the same time. Yeah. Right, which, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I, you could mic up, you know, Peyton for five minutes and then uh, Josh Norman for five minutes, whatever. Pay but twenty seven dollars to sit there, to sit and just and and you just and you watch people. Can't have, you can't interviewed. walk on the fields? It's <laughs> that's brilliant, and they made money because of it. So you know what? They're gonna do it again next year. Oh yeah, God, this league, this league. I'm excited for when the Super Bowl goes to L.A. It eventually will. I mean, there's no doubt about Will it. People be there. Yes. Will people go. Yes. I don't know. People. <laughs> it's L. A. There's a lot of things to do in L. A. People LA. will 100 percent go. You're know. crazy if you don't. You got L. A. It's hip. It's hot. It, it's it's Hollywood. You got to be they'll there. Go to regular season games. Yes. No. I do. No. I do. No. People still go to Laker games. Not as many. Well, I just say because Kobe's there, but but people still went to Clippers games before they were good. When they when but they that's also. That's also this very small arena compared to an NFL. Arena. I get that, but were they selling out those Clippers games when they weren't good? I don't know the, the exact numbers. So that's probably about ten, twelve thousand. No, it, 10, it's more 12, than that. Stay, well, no. Yeah, eighteen thousand. So I'm saying about five thousand people aren't there. Now put twelve thousand in a football stadium. That's like Jacksonville Jaguars numbers. No, they get more than twelve thousand people. In a stadium that they're expecting to be bigger than the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's going to look like. That. I think I don't think they have a problem packing in people because people want to go to L.A. People do, and although it may, you could argue that it won't be the most passionate fan base. They won't be the the biggest L.A. Rams fans, and they want two teams there. So, or, and they won't be the That's biggest crazy w- whatever the other team is, but they will get butts and seats. I don't think there's going to be an issue with that. I I really I don't need to see it to believe it. L.A. is such a strange area just because there's so much to do in L.A. So much to do. Exactly. Which was going to go to the beach for free. You're right. Instead of but, paying $150, go to a football game. Hey, man. Atmosphere. It's supposed to be bigger than Jerry's World. 
Yeesh. That just does not sound any better. I I'm looking I'm really looking forward to it. And I think I said this last week. They better they LA will host an Olympics within our lifetime. The Olympics thing is going to be a good idea for them. For them to have a big stadium like they, that. I mean, they have, they have plenty of They have plenty too. of arenas. I mean, they, they... They're having a brand... Like we said last week, they're building a brand new soccer stadium there. They yeah. already have the LA Galaxy's uh, StubHub field. Yep. They have plenty of... Plenty, Rose Bowl. plenty of I room. Mean, where is the Rose Bowl? It's in Pasadena. Okay. But, I mean, just California-based. Like, just so much. Yeah. You can just go up and down. Yeah. Summer Olympics. It's in uh, Rio in a, yeah, in a couple couple months. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, everything. There's that whole talk about the water down there. Have you seen that issue? I've I've the heard about water. it. I've heard about it. I know Mike Greenberg is very, it's very disgusting. passionate about this. It is sewage. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating on this. If you start looking at pictures of this, your stomach will turn. There's garbage in the water. About one piece of garbage per every square foot in the water, floating. It's sewage. Not healthy. Gross. Not healthy. And they're expecting the rowers to go into that. Sailors. Mm-hmm. It's. Then they're apparently, apparently trying to resolve this. But we also heard inside that the guy who was the leading front person trying to resolve this. Yep. Kind of got the mouth gag thing and got booted out. Ouch. Yeah. Do Huge you like issue. Do you like Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics more? Probably Winter Olympics, right? Oh. Hockey. I mean, I love my Winter Olympics because you have hockey. Uh, Summer Olympics, you have soccer. Yep. Which is pretty big. Yep. Uh, for the men's game, it's kind of like it's very comparable to like college football because you don't bring your best players, but you bring your best younger players. So, so how is it compared to college football? Because it's young. It's younger players. So oh, it's oh, oh. So All that's right. how I'm thinking about Okay. All that's right. A good I think way that's to think a stretch. But... Well, no. It's your best younger players All right. representing okay. your country. Okay. Uh, you're able to have two or three players above the age of 25, something along the lines of that. Women's, of course, it's bigger. Yep. Um, what else? Handball is fun. It is pretty cool. That's what I like about the Olympics in general. Handball is, is fun. Is you watch... Sports that you don't watch, but only only for the Olympics. Like the X Games was, was on the other day, and it was a I snowboarding like event. Yeah, and I was sitting there with with Spencer, and I was saying if this was called the Olympics, I would have a much higher interest in it. If this was on NBC, and in between commercials they were playing the Olympic fanfare, I'd be much more excited about this. But I'm not. So See, like I enjoy it because I know it's it's only once a year, the X Games. So I can game. only really watch this. For a gold medal once a year, that's why I like it. X Games is is all Americans, correct, or is it? No, oh, it's all over the world. All do, over the world. do they so, and they they're like defined by their country? Yeah, to a point. Yeah. It's not it's not like as country based. See, as that, the that's what I like about the Olympics. Like I like but they still I like say the American, the, the Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like I like the, the the medal count. I I like the opening ceremonies and and all that. You know, all the pizzazz. I mean, like the Olympics. I mean. You, you've never are you snowboarder or skier or anything? No. Yeah. So I I've snowboarded for a long time, so I enjoy. But it. I enjoy it like but okay, but I enjoy watching that when it comes for for the Olympics. Skiing they have in the Olympics. They don't really do a lot with snowboarding. Well, what well, I mean, I'm and it's more and with that it's more like the Winter crazy. Olympics. You got you got curling. I like curling. You. It's, 
It's it's a nice thing to have in the background. Hockey, I do enjoy. I um, woke up at four in the morning for women's hockey. Speed skating with Apollo Ono. By the way, I'm not sure if he's if he's going to be in next year's Olympics. I think he may retire. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm assuming. No, I know who. Apollo oh, okay. Ono is. I'm just I don't know if, how old he is. Yeah. See, th- this is the thing. The Olympics, they really need to get like more like they need to push more Americans or, or just dominant players. We talk about how the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, they we need polarizing figures. The Olympics needs it as well. Because when Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt retire, who are the next people to watch? You know, I mean, th- th- there'll be stories, right? I mean, there was Gabby Douglas who, who won the gold medal and, and whatever. I mean, I, I forget the name of it. But, but she was a story during the Olympics and was someone to follow as, as well. But we, the Olympics really need someone like a Missy Franklin to keep performing well. Ryan Lochte to take over, the, to take over from Michael Phelps. Uh, they need those guys. Someone to replace Apollo Ono. That way, it's it's someone for us to root for. If it's a bunch of no names to us, then it's hard to root. It's it's harder to root for. You say and watch. that, but what is one of the most polarizing teams in USA Olympic history? Yeah, it was a 1980 hockey team who was a bunch of nobodies. Yes, I think that's a rare exception. That was that was more than sports. That was that yeah, was, it was Cold War related. I'll yeah. give you that. Um, but I agree from, to a point. But you know our sports world as Americans is so narrow. We see football, we see basketball, baseball. I'm not saying it's easy to market these players because you only see them once every four years. Yeah, so it's difficult. I mean, they do have competitions like. Every year or so, yeah, kind of like Olympic qualifiers. No, yeah, and, and but I mean, you're not going out of your way if no. there's your team that you're watching. Is if on. swimming, if swimming, if I go back to my room and, and swimming's on, I'm not watching, but I'll watch it in six months from now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the stage. You'll yeah. watch it because of the stage. You won't watch it for anything else. Yeah. One thing I wish they brought back, at least the X Games did. I wish they brought back surfing. Yeah. Because it's such a weird time. Because surfing is technically an all-year-round thing. Technically. Well, if you're because in the you right go, spot. Well, no. Because the, the surfers move. Yeah. no, They I go know. to Australia when it's winter up here. And they go to Hawaii when it's winter down there. Did you see that guy that fell off? Yeah. I was one of the first people to share that. It was from the World Sur- Surfing oh, League. Okay. Is, yeah. I, he's alive. Is he? Yeah. Did he break anything? How big, I don't know. How big was that anything. wave? Oh, my God. That was at least... Uh, 100 feet? 120. 120? I believe it. it. It was during Jaws, which is mainly only come around during El Nino years. And this is obviously an El Nino year. So it's like Jaws is always pretty big. This like doubles it. So when you see those crazy, crazy surfing weathers, that's what this was. And it was fantastic to watch. Scary as heck to watch at the same time because, you know, you don't know if these guys are going to be swimming up to the shore when they come back in. Like, just if you haven't seen this video, go check it out because he like he pretty much falls halfway down a hundred and twenty foot yeah. wave. So he it still, feels like cement when you fall too. Yeah. So he's got like sixty more feet to go. Can you imagine all of the tumbling that you're doing underneath? Do you body surf? I surf. You surf. Do you body surf? Yeah, I did in Costa Rica. Okay, we all did body. I, 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 I and we did it on. There's some days where the waves got. To the point where I couldn't do it anymore because you know you get sucked in, you're f- spinning. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you're you're at the mercy of of Mother Nature and the waves. The other one when we went 
uh, whitewater rafting. I've always wanted our, to do that. Well, our raft flipped over in the middle of the whitewater. Is that scary or was that? It was scary the first time. First time. They say. How many times they, did it happen? Twice. Oh. So they say if it happens, don't panic. You'll fall up to the surface eventually. Eventually. Oh, that's but nice. But you're spinning. Oh, yeah. You're doing yeah. rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm done with this. When can so I go wait, up? So it spins you up? Is that, or it spins you down. It sucks you down at first. And you're doing rolls. So you're doing rolls on the way down. So you have to swim yourself well, up. Oh, you have a. Yeah, you have a vest. Okay, you have a vest. That's yeah, true. You have. Uh, what are those called? Yeah, water vest. Water. Jeez. Uh, life sa- lifesaver? A life vest. Life vest. We know, people know what we're talking okay. about. The orange no. things that you put the on. The orange things. Life vests. That's what they're called. Uh, yeah. No, you, you have one of those on. So you're going to float up eventually. But it's scary because you get, you get sucked down, and then you don't know which way is up. That's my biggest fear of dying. I do not want to drown. drown. I do, I'd rather get shot. I'd rather get shot. I do not want to drown. Drowning's scary, man. <laughs> you get, it's scary. Oh, man. yeah. No, it's, it's and, scary. And, like, especially if you get caught up in a riptide, worst feeling in the world. You feel it, too. Oh, yeah. It, it feels like that. It's, but you know you're, but you're already at the surface, so you're just getting dragged out. It's it's horrifying. And when you, when you finally get that air, and you're like, <sighs> and then you're you go panting, back down. and yeah, then you go back down. Yep. It's Cause it's because like when 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 you're trying and like you're reaching and and you get like that that two seconds of of air and you go back down. It's it's a whirlwind of 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 fear. God. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's alive. I do know that. That's good. Um, is he gonna do it again? Is he probably. Gonna again? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, I even know his name. If there, what's his name? I said I don't even oh, know, know his name. name. If there is one way that, what's what's your biggest fear of like one way you don't want to die? Falling. Falling. Yeah. To me, it's falling. Yeah. Because I know. Because it's like a timer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If you're twenty thousand feet up in the air and then you, because to me, drowning, I have a chance. Falling, you're done. Yeah, that's true. You are done, There's, and you're just waiting. Yeah, you actually you probably die of shock before, which I'd rather. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Are you so? You, so you must be afraid of heights, then. To a point. Yeah. Um, I've been on top of a building, and I will only go to the edge if the railing is about chest high. Same with me. Same if with me. If it's waist or below, heck no. Because what if I fall? There's nothing catching. I, I'm not gonna. I I test the boundary sometimes, and if my brother's still listening, he's afraid of heights, and we have some funny pictures of that. But, um, like if it's up to your ankles, if it's up to your knees, sometimes oh. I'll test it. But it's really not worth it, though. No, it's it's not really not. It's I freak out. You know those glass platforms? When I was up in the CN those, Tower, yeah, those. There was a glass platform. It was probably as thick as this, twelve inches thick, right? Yeah. You know, you you could have had a hippo sit on that thing. I would not. Sit, I wouldn't even lean over it. Wouldn't even lean over it. I'm weary of it first, like the first five seconds. I would say I'm I'm scared, but then you kind of get used to it, and then you feel comfortable. With yeah, it. I yeah. don't even test the comfortableness. Yeah, heights I know. are that one thing with me. I'd rather. I just don't even want to test it. I'm fine in planes. I'm fine in planes too. I'm fine looking out a window. Yep. It's just. Weird little boundaries like that. So weird when you're playing. It looks like you're going so slow, but you're going so fast. I know. You're going like 500 miles an hour, but you're going. And you're like, like, come on, make it go faster. <laughs> Should be a rocket. I'm going to uh, the Grand Canyon this summer. Yeah. I don't know if I told I you. I don't know what but... I'm doing this summer. 
But um, family, my brother and my two parents were going. I've always wanted to go to Grand Canyon. Been to Yosemite, been to Yellowstone. Yeah, you've been to a lot of cool parks. Yeah. I've gone to no parks. Grand Canyon is like, that's that's the place. I've been to Rainforest. So we'll test those boundaries again. Uh, wow, we have six minutes left. Yep. So, Damien. How do we get to that point? I don't even know. Uh, if you still <laughs> want to call in, my brother Sam already did. Feel free to call in. You got six minutes left. 860 456 2164. Once again, that is 860 456 2164. Damon, we talked about, or I talked about it earlier. What's your take on this year's Super Bowl? I think the Panthers are going to come away with it. They just look so dominant. The weird thing is, and you get to this point, right? You haven't seen the team play in over a week now. Yep. You forget. I forget a little bit how good the Panthers looked that day. I don't. I do a little bit because I've seen so many things since then. I, I, the Australian Open I watched. Cam I mean, Newton audibles. Cam Newton audibles. <laughs> in college. In college audibles out of all things. Um, you kind of forget a little bit. You have to remember just how dominant they were against a team that at the very beginning of the year, the Cardinals were one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Panthers weren't even a favorite to go to the Super Bowl until it became like 12-0. and 0. Yeah, that's fair. There's just so many doubts about them because of their conference or, or because of their division. Yeah, because yeah, cause of their, the, the, worst the division. teams that they played. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's doubting them, doubting them. They destroyed them, dismantled them. They have that swagger. We mentioned it last week. They're the Seattle Seahawks 2.0. They're better. To me, they are better than the Seahawks were two years so ago. So the defense is better. I think so. So you so it's better. I think the team overall is better. I think they may, their defense may be just as good, but as a team, they are better. Some bulletin board material there, Mister Gray. But yeah, I mean, a lot, two years ago we were comparing the Seattle's defense to the '85 Bears, and it was saying it was the best modern day defense. And you know, Russell Wilson and that, that offense at times struggled to put up points, but Cam Newton does not struggle to put up points. No. And you mentioned earlier, he is Superman. He's huge. He, 6'5", 245. I can't believe that. Calvin Johnson size. That's the guy we call Megatron. That is unbelievable. He's big. He's, he's a big boy. He's bigger There's a than play. Calvin. There's a play I saw last week um, where it was in Wildcat formation. He was a wide receiver in the wide receiver position. He went out, snagged a ball over a huge cornerback. But not surprised me. With, I mean, with ease, he could have been a wide receiver. He could be. He, I mean, he could be a tight end too. That's that's <laughs> the thing. Like he could be a, a, a running back. I mean, he could be a full. Like he, so versatile, so powerful, so strong. The only thing with his offense is it can be fairly basic, but he just runs it perfectly. It's read options. That's all his offense is: are read options and short passes with the occasional deep pass. Because he has a doing great it arm. with nobody. Like Greg we Olson. say, we say nobody, but I mean, as a Patriots fan, those nobodies become somebodies because of somebody. Yes, and I mean that's what Peyton did, and, and I mean he had Marvin Harrison, he had Reggie Wayne, but guys like Austin Collie, guys like um, Dallas Clark, you know, guys like Austin Gonzalez before he got hurt. I mean th- this is a while back now. Pierre Garcon is probably still in the league because Peyton Manning threw him the ball, you know, in in the mid two thousands. Guys like that. Would Wells Welker be the w- way he was? What is Julian Edelman the way he is too? Guys like that. If Julian Edelman is on the Philadelphia Eagles, he's he's, he's a, a nobody. nobody. I mean, it's it's a product of the system. When you have a good Cam quarterback, Newton's something special. No, I mean, I didn't like him at first because I'm an Alabama fan. He's from Auburn and that whole thing. 
But I mean, after all the stuff he does with the kids, his smile is contagious. Him. I respect him. His smile is very. Now I, I I get some people don't like his antics. I mean, you you kind of draw the line. You mentioned it with celebrating at the two minute mark. That's where you draw the line. Yeah. But to me, that's what makes this team who they are. If they don't do that, that's but that's I'm not saying that is who they are. Yeah, but but if they I don't, don't have to do like that, that part. They aren't the same team. That game against the Falcons, they didn't have that swagger. They didn't do their antics. They went to that game saying we're going to play this one seriously. And they've lost. If they don't play the way with that mindset saying we're going to go in and we're just going to destroy and we're going to have a good time and we're going to be entertainers, they're not the same team. It's the weird thing about a mindset. We saw it with the Red Sox in 2013. It's a clubhouse thing. It's a mindset thing. It could change everything. Well, that's going to do for today's show. Thank you for listening to WECS Radio 90.1. Come back next week. This, again, will be on Nico Empire in a couple hours. Um, Feel free to listen to it there. But until then, folks, have a great week. Super Bowl fever. Catch all of it. Watch all the games. CBS 630. Go buy Cam Newton's pants. And go buy Cam Newton's pants, which is apparently a huge topic on Media Day. Too bad we didn't talk about that. (laughs) Have a great week, folks.